Hello everyone and welcome back or to the female gaze. Uh, hi, we have a really cool episode today and we're back by the way. I know we <laughs> there's kind of a big break in between the last episode and this one, but hello. Um, <laughs> today's really exciting because we're going to be talking Black Widow and also have a conversation about the MCU's treatment of women as a whole. And I have two of my favorite people here to talk with me. Uh, Amanda, hi. Hey, happy to be here. And Kayla, hello. Hello, missed you. Oh my god, I missed you guys. I feel like we haven't talked in forever. Yeah, it's I been know. a while. I know, I hate that. <laughs> 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 Alright, um, so... First, I wanted to talk about Black Widow, and then we can get into kind of the MCU's treatment of women as a whole, um, because I feel like that's a bigger conversation to have than Black Widow. Um, so I'll just ask you guys what you guys thought about the movie uh, in general, and then we can kind of get into deeper conversation and maybe get into spoilers. Um, so Amanda, how'd you feel about Black Widow? Um, I had a lot of fun watching it. I was just really happy to see Nat back and kind of have her own, you know, her spotlight, you know, and uh, I loved, loved the dynamic uh, between her and Florence Pugh. I really think that that carried the entire film. And David Arbor was like absolutely hilarious. So um, they brought the laughs. They had a good balance of, you know, an emotional connection to the family, which I loved. And it was all about family and that Nat was like the heart of the film. And uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And uh, the action was great. And kudos to Kate Shortland. Uh, Kayla, how'd you feel? I I think it's my favorite Marvel movie so far. I liked that. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I liked that it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. And like that sounds funny. Like why would you want a Marvel movie not to feel like a Marvel movie? But I mean in just in terms of like we have so many of these movies. Like sometimes I just want like a different change of pace. But still the same heart. And I felt like Black Widow had that. Um, and yeah, I'm just a really big fan of Yelena. She's like my new fixation. Like I'm obsessed with Yelena. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big, uh, Natasha fan though, but we can talk about that later. I think that stems from different problems in Marvel. Um, but I love Yelena. So now I have that from this. So I feel the same as you guys. I loved it. Uh, I feel like we're probably one of the only few on the team who did. What? Because I, know. I didn't even hear that. Oh my god. Yeah. Literally the Cinemania team has been like dragging this movie through. The <gasps> yeah. Good times. Good times. Good time. <laughs> it's kind of very sick. Um, I literally had to like not talk to Larry and Dwayne and Tyler for like a day because I was like, I can't. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that we all loved it, though, because it seems like I, don't, I feel like this happened with Captain Marvel also. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about the movie, but genu generally, women are taking to these female-led movies more than men are. And every single time that, like, one of them has been released, like, especially with, like, the MCU, it's like the whole woke conversation happens again and then also being like oh it's mid or like it's like bottom tier and then with like women it's really like you know um you know sitting with us and it's in our higher like ranks of like the marvel film so glad to see that's like consistent <laughs> uh do you think like men can't relate to them so suddenly they're in a uncomfortable boat where they're like well I can't relate to this so like maybe I don't like it as much as other films I I don't know mm. it's it's weird because you know I've seen this a lot on Twitter especially more recent because of Black Widow uh, I put a tweet out the other day like because some it's like this thing of like oh like Blank is still the female like the best female led conquit movie and I'm like why do we have to have this conversation every single time a new new one is released like it just seems like ugh, it, it's so annoying and they all like their other defense usually is oh well we love Wonder Woman and I'm like okay cool but other than that what else like you guys say that every other female led movie that's come out is bad 
<laughs> and like the worst like comic book movie that you've ever seen. It's like the one movie that you guys go to is Wonder Woman, and I'm like, I don't understand. I from the bottom of my heart, I'm like, I really don't understand what it is that what makes Wonder Woman like okay to them, but like something like Black Widow or Captain Marvel, like oh, it's woke like feminist agenda and Birds of Prey and stuff like that. It's very weird. And then like they're like, but Wonder Woman's a good movie, and I'm like. I don't know. It just, it seems like it's very picky and choosy and that's frustrating and it's transparent a lot of the time. Yeah. 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 I just feel going off of what Kayla said. I think it's, it's not about like them not feeling represented on screen. I just feel like they hold the, the female led films at a different standard because we're so used to like having the men on screen and having them lead. And then it's like, well, if the female led film isn't up to par with like, I don't know, like the winter soldier or black Panther, then we're going to hold it to a different standard and kind of criticize it a bit more because we're like X amount of films into the MCU. So it's just, that's what I got a sense of on Twitter where it was, they were really criticizing it because of the positioning and like the placement of this film in comparison to like the other like I don't want to say top tier but if you want to consider it like the top tier films in the MCU so I, I it's a different standard that they're holding it to which is completely unfair 100% it I don't know it's like and I, I hate that like us as women have to have this conversation every single time a new female-led movie comes out too because it feels like we're just kind of going in circles at this point of being like hey well <laughs> this movie isn't exactly like tailored for you uh and you guys are like holding it in a whole different standard than you hold any other comic book movie and it's like the whole other conversation of like female law comic book movies don't get the chances that uh, just any other mcu movie has really because with captain marvel they were ready to like write off the franchise like completely because they didn't like the first movie but with like thor it's like nobody sat there and was like oh thor is like done for in the mcu i don't want to see him ever again even though like thor isn't like a great first movie for him it's just it's very weird and frustrating do marvel fans expect like avengers infinity war avengers endgame for like every movie because (laughs) If you think about it, like, Captain Marvel and Black Widow are, like, very, very much, like, origin stories. And then um, every movie amongst them, like, near, like, released near them are more ensemble. Like, Thor Ragnarok um, and even Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, Even though those are still, like, the onesie stories, Mm -hmm. they're still very much ensemble, like, lots of Marvel characters in one. Um, so I don't know if that also makes people be like, oh, well, let's, where's all the Marvel characters? Like, it's only, you know, a couple people. Yeah, it, it, it's just like with the other MCU origin stories, they, they don't continue to just like kind of harp on like this agenda thing. And it's like, it's only when it's not like a straight white male not leading the movie that they're like, oh my God, there's an agenda. And I'm like, well, if you... If you use your logic, then there's a straight white male agenda. I'm sorry to say it, but, like, there's 23 Marvel movies that starred, you know, straight white males. That's an agenda. If you're saying, like, one female movie is an agenda, it's... I... (laughs) You're right. (laughs) It's the truth. Like, you can't have it, like, one way and criticize it if, you know, we've had X amount of films with just white males on screen. Yeah. Um, Who is saying this? I have not seen this. What, with Black Widow? Yeah, I haven't seen anything for Black Widow. I remember Captain Marvel, but... I'm telling you, it's like the same conversation that they bring up every single time a new one is released. It's just like, oh, it's an agenda, it's it's feminist, da-da-da, go go woke, go broke, like, ugh. There are some like comments underneath even the trailers. Like for example, Gunpowder Milkshake's coming out tomorrow and they're all like, Why is it all women? Why is it all like why do we have to have a, f- a film like this? Why can't they incorporate men and like bring them together? And like but I'm like, okay, but what if we just want a woman as lead with other women in the supporting cast? Like, why do I have to have men in this picture? Like I don't understand, but it's constant yeah it's constant the comments are just absolutely ridiculous and it's always with like small accounts 
And I feel like the small accounts are there to like stir the pot on purpose. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I feel like men just feel like personally victimized when they're not like God. the lead of a movie. <laughs> Honestly. Sort of feels and, like. and like God forbid they're like a man is like the villain of one of these female led movies, then they really feel personally victimized. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of going off from that conversation, uh, so how did we feel about how this movie handled Nat, especially with like her history in the MCU? Because I don't think that she's been a great <laughs> like female character um especially during the beginning times of her character in the mcu and more recently with endgame i don't think that you know what they did with her was amazing um or and did you think that this movie kind of fixed that or made you like nat a bit more or not even like nat a bit more uh maybe i guess like her more in the context of the mcu manda um so my issue with Black Widow is that I kind of felt that um, Nat was sidelined in her own film. Just because Florence Pugh is such a star, like she has such a freaking energy about her that she just holds your attention with whatever scene that she's in. Um, but I do think that they name drop the Avengers way too much in Black Widow just so people can understand that there's an association to the Avengers, that that's who she is. So they kind of made it seem like she's, this is just the way I'm feeling, but it made it seem that she couldn't stand on her own without being associated with the team. And I felt like if you're making a standalone film about Nat, I understand it's like 23 films in, like I completely get that. And we know that there's an association, but I just feel like the name drops, it was just really heavy and I could have gone without it to be perfectly honest. Um, But I just feel that this is like an apology movie kind of with the way that they did treat her at the beginning of it. They finally got her tone and her character right in my opinion, where she she was quippy she was like sarcastic and and I really love the banter that she had with Florence but I just feel like because we know what happens in Endgame um I don't want to say that it's it's pointless because I did enjoy it and I had a lot of fun but if we're looking at it through the entire MCU and the way that Scarlet was treated that Nat was treated I just feel like it's a it just sucks that they did kill her in Endgame and that this placement was after all of that when it could have been beneficial and beforehand in between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, Kayla, how do you feel about what where Nat is? <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Nat. I just, I don't resonate with her. So that's fine. Um, and I don't think I'll ever will. Like this movie definitely made me like I enjoy my time with her on screen like I'm very like this movie makes you very much invested in her story from the get-go um but I also don't think like they could have made this before like Marvel wouldn't have made it had been able to make a movie like Black Widow before because I think they're getting a lot more agency to do different things which I'm really excited for you know with like Eternals and stuff um so I like even though I wish there was female-led movies way before uh I uh, we wouldn't have gotten this and I would be sad about that because I I did really enjoy Black Widow and it's something I really needed as a Marvel fan because sometimes I just don't resonate with all the characters um and other than that I I I mean I disagree a little bit. I think that, like, I think that we got a little bit where her head was at when she was talking about the Ven- the Avengers, because obviously it is a tough time after Civil War and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I don't care about any of the old characters dying, because I kind of just want to move on to new characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, like, it's sad that she dies, but also... And I, I don't even like Hawkeye, but there's, like, a bunch of fun characters in Hawkeye that I'm excited about. Like, I'm, like, Haley Steinfeld, all right, I guess. <laughs> like, that has rights, you know. Um, and Elena. Yeah, and Elena. So I won there. 
Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> literally. <laughs> they did that for us. It literally. <laughs> so, I mean, it's fine in my eyes. Uh, I, I don't know. I have, like, mixed feelings on it because before I watched Black Widow, I fully was like, I don't really care about Nat all that much. Uh, never have. Yes. Like, she's never been, like, my favorite character. But mm. then, okay, but then when I watched Black Widow, I don't know what happened, but, like, halfway through the movie, it, like, hit me. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, she, she was the first superhero that I ever, like, saw myself in because I've been watching these movies for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was, it's different because... I love the X-Men movies, like, when I was younger, like, growing up, but their treatment of women in those movies is, like, awful. <laughs> like, every single woman in those movies yeah. is, like, sidelined, like, to an extreme. Like, even Storm, I'm like, how'd you, like, take, like, the biggest, like, female character in Marvel and, like, sideline her? It's insane. Um, so, with nat she hasn't been handled like extremely well i don't think especially in like her introduction in iron man 2 i don't think that's a great introduction for her and i don't think that she's great in the avengers either but it was like she wasn't a damsel in distress like (laughs) she wasn't just like sidelined she was actually like a player like on the field like she was doing shit and i didn't realize like how much i guess that resonated with me until i was watching black widow like seeing her lead her own film and being like wow she's not playing like second fiddle to a guy right now it's just you know her um so like halfway through the movie i was just i got very emotional and i was like this is like all coming full circle for me right now (laughs) um so i don't i don't know where i am right now with nat because i'm very conflicted about like before i really didn't care but now after black widow i'm like did i care all all this time and just didn't realize that i cared (laughs) um so (laughs) there's a lot going on with me and nat right now but i also i think that she was definitely i don't think that she was sidelined I think that she was, you know, the lead of the movie. And I think that her story was, you know, super, I, I was just super engaged. I was, like, so happy to see, like, her and, like, getting, like, to see inside her mind. Because it feels like Nat has always been, like, a character in the MC where they, like, promise that there's a cool backstory. But then, mm-hmm. like, you never, like, went any deeper than her just being, like, Red Room. I, you know, I can't have kids. Um, <laughs> by the way, her and uh, Age of Ultron. I Joss Whedon needs to be stopped. Truly. God, oh my God! I honestly, you know what bothered me the most about Age of Ultron is that it came after freaking. I think it came after the Winter Soldier, and it went like I loved her characterization in the Winter Soldier, and I loved Steve's, and then when I watched Age of Ultron, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're going back to square one here, and I hate it. <laughs> I was like, all right, he's a sick man, genuinely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very sad at the moment that, you know, we can't see her do a trilogy, especially because I think that her and Yelena are so fun together and I'd love to see them in more movies going forward together, but we can't, uh, (laughs) uh, thank you Russo's, I guess. Um, but (laughs) I'm definitely excited to see Yelena going forward. Because, like you guys, I am literally obsessed with her, and I'm literally obsessed with Florence Pugh. Um, I, she's like the reason why I'm so excited for Hawkeye. I mean, obviously Haley Steinfeld too, but like, that's just like knockout for me. I'm like, they're day one. Need it now. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pretty excited to see where we're going forward with you know women and this new, like cast of characters that we're getting in the mcu yay me too (laughs) yeah i think we're done with the old i think we're out with the old in with the new Mm -hmm. which is so (laughs) cool because like a a majority of them are women Mm -hmm. yeah and they're being handled by women thank god literally thank god no one else is allowed (laughs) to touch them i can't i'll riot i know (laughs) (laughs) Like that's why I'm, I'm like, oh, go ahead. I I was just gonna say I'm I'm excited to see more women of color, you know, be yeah. like leads. Mm. Like that'll be very exciting. Yeah, that's why I'm excited I mean, for like the Marvels too, just mm-hmm. because we know. Oh my god, I can't wait for that freaking movie. I'm so excited. Even like Eternals. Eternals yep. has yeah. such a huge cast, and a majority of them are women of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and it's directed by one woman of color. So it's like, truly, when Kevin Feige said that diversity was going to be, you know, the main priority going forward, I didn't believe him. <laughs> it feels like it feels like Disney talks out of their ass a lot of the time, mm-hmm. uh, especially with like you know LGBT re- representation and you know actually being diverse instead of just like putting like one black character in a movie and they're like hey we're diverse um so when Kevin Feige said that I was very like are you sure uh but he's kept his word and I'm super excited to like see you know where we go even farther um beyond like you know the Marvels and Eternals um but hopefully you know we keep this energy of keeping you know women on board behind the scenes too Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's where things can go wrong a lot of time it's like you include women in your films but then you have men in charge of the writing and you know directing and Joss Whedon is a prime example of that (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) on every level we just don't want to hear that name ever again because there's (laughs) never again my god like, oh my god, can we talk about Yelena from the female gaze? Like, I oh my god. I am just so in love. Like, Same. I have fallen in love. And I've never seen Florence Pugh, like, sexually like that. Like, I've always just been like, oh, I want to be here. Now I'm like, oh my god, I like, I want to be on top of her. <laughs> uh, we love the female gaze. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a TikTok. It was like, guys, don't watch Black Widow. That shit makes you gay. And I was like, no it's true kayla 100 percent. like i was a fan of her before and i'm like this girl's gonna be a star she's gonna knock it out of the park and then like you watch her in black widow you're like okay um (laughs) i'm having I love her, but like, <laughs> I literally, the second I finished Black Widow, I'm like, so I want to be here for Halloween. And I started looking at costumes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like going full. I'm like, okay, she's blonde. I love her. I want to be with her. But also be with her. And this is great. So what would happen? Okay, hypothetically, because Yelena is going to be in Hawkeye, what if we get like a Kate Bishop Yelena type of relationship. Ah, oh, oh, my oh my god! I will literally die. I don't know. No, if I literally just it. got like chills. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm not alone. I think they would be amazing, guys. <gasps> enemies to lovers. Holy yes! shit! <laughs> oh and like, god. and like, they come together to kill Clint, and it would just be. <laughs> 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 he deserves it. <laughs> I would actually like. I would never complain about anything ever again. Me I'd be like, yeah. Feige, Disney, Literally. take my money for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh man, that'd be oh wicked. Oh my god, I love that. That's Fingers like crossed. Actually, too much for like my heart. Like, I genuinely don't think I'd be able to like handle that. <laughs> Honestly. We'd have a uh, meltdown during Hawkeye. <laughs> Every like three o'clock <laughs> in the morning, like, oh my god, they looked at each other. Oh my god, like, <laughs> we'd freak the fight. We'd freak out at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't been hearing that on Twitter because that is, just makes so much sense to me right now. I feel like I it's definitely gonna happen when the show comes out, though, because yeah, I, especially after seeing what happened with like Loki and Mobius and Loki, because yeah. like people are have like mm-hmm. ran with that ship, and I'm like. I definitely, now that you've said that, I'm like, I definitely need it. Like, immediately. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be wicked. Oh, my God. I know. And, like, with Mobius and Loki, see, that's the thing. Because, like, not that I want to go off on a tangent. But even um, with Loki kind of opening up and saying that he is bisexual and then going into the relationship with Sylvie, it's kind of like, why can't we just show the representation? instead of saying it so hopefully like in the future they'll kind of switch that up yeah 100% I I hope so especially with like Loki maybe being the show to get a season two and also Mm -hmm. shout out that Loki is directed by a woman all six episodes is and you can very much tell in the show (laughs) with the way that 
by the way, I just want to like normalize objectifying men. Yay! Um, <laughs> it is something that I am pushing from now on. I mean, the entire time watching Loki, I'm like, you can just tell that I'm in direction. It's true. <laughs> no way you're saying Tom Hiddleston. Oh my god, every um, single hair flip, I'm like, yes. Yes, the hair flip every single time. I'm like, God bless you for doing it. I, I know Kayla isn't watching Loki, but have you seen that gif of him like on his knees? And like, I am watching Loki. Why do you, you guys are? always assume shit about me <laughs> every time I come Kayla. on here? Oh no, <laughs> no, I haven't been caught up in the last two episodes because I'm busy, but I've been watching. Okay. Because I know that you are very much not on the Loki train last time I talked to you. I, I'm oh. on, I, I am on the Loki train since hopping on it. I'm just not on the, like, I have to watch a million Marvel things every week. Like, it's giving me anxiety. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is a lot to keep up with. Yeah. yeah. But Honestly. Loki's enjoyable, so it's fine. Period. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also since we got to talk about Florence Pugh I kind of also wanna shout, wanted to shout out Rachel Weiss. Um Yes I <laughs> had so many feelings watching her in this movie because I don't think that I kind of hate her character a little bit uh, her and uh, Red Guardian because they trafficked their children um, but I, I feel like Mil- Milena is kind of like um more it's more forgiving though because she was also put through the red room and felt like she was trapped like she said that in the movie um red guardians just a whole like you trafficked your children and you still think that you did nothing wrong but anyway uh <laughs> watching watching rachel and like the black widow suit i was like i can't actually like sit in the theater and like contain myself right now it's genuinely too much she's so hot Oh my no. god. <laughs> like the definition of like a MILF, genuinely. Yes. Oh my god. I'm dying. This is so funny. <laughs> I like I love her. I do love her. Not to bring it down, but I do feel like she kind of phoned it in. I don't want to be the <laughs> negative person. I'm sorry. I love her. I love seeing her and everything, but it's just I don't know. I feel like something was off. Maybe because she was you know playing it the way she was i don't know but i feel like we all kind of knew that though like once she was cast yeah. i feel like a lot of us were like okay so she's getting a check <laughs> <laughs> she can look hot getting a check is fine <laughs> like her accent might be bad and she might be phoning it in but she's hot so it's okay <laughs> it's fine <laughs> but it matched like her it, like it made for good chemistry between her and the Red Guardian. Like, I don't oh, know. So. Yeah. They yeah. ended up being super cute and super fun. This this is, like, so funny. Like, I know everybody said Thor. It's one of the Thor- horror movies. Yeah. And everybody said Thor Ragnarok was funny. And I just simply did not um, go with the humor. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's not funny, but it was just not my humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was laugh out loud at Black Widow. Honestly, I feel like it's one of the funnier Marvel movies because there isn't a joke, like, every two seconds. Yeah. Like, they're very, like, sporadic, and it feels, like, kind of situational humor instead of just, like, having to, you know, make sure that there's a joke in the script, like, every (gasps) few, like, uh, scenes or, like, lines or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired of that cringy, like, five-year-old humor. It's not me. It's not me. you can like tell when like a script is like brought back to someone and they're like you have to punch it up like you can tell when that happens yeah yeah this is and just it's funny like, on its own it's crazy. yeah yeah and what i found with black widow is that even with uh especially with the humor they kind of let it breathe it wasn't like like ragnarok like joke 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 type of thing like that's the only thing that bothered me in ragnarok mm-hmm. so they let the emotional pieces breathe too in black widow so that's why, like, it's just a perfect balance, to be honest, that they finally found that balance. And hopefully moving forward, they kind of do the same. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad. Because, like, with Black Widow, I think what makes it so different from a lot of MCU movies, I think the only other, like, MCU movie that I can compare it to in terms of, like, emotion is Guardians 2. But also, like, there's that problem of 
it doesn't feel like the emotional scenes like have that time to breathe because mm-hmm. James Gunn is one of those like writers where he feels like he needs a joke like every two seconds. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I feel like they both had the same intentions. Um, but with Black Widow, it's like you get to the characters feel like very real. And that's like rare to say for an MCU film because they, like Kayla said, you don't really get like time to like breathe with these MCU movies most of the time like at all for like character interaction or like just like character like moments it just feels like you know very plot heavy uh even with like endgame which is you know one of the most emotional well the most emotional mcu movie it's like you don't really get that time ever because you're just so like focused on trying to fit so much plot and within like three hours which is a long time but it's like you set up so much shit that it feels so little you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think also performances have to do a lot with it um i think not to be a yelena stan but i, <laughs> I think, please do please do. i just think florence Pugh kind of carried it like yeah. i did really like look at her and feel just so sorry for like everything she had to go through um and i think that that really i don't know yeah, like as you said, you really do feel for these characters in ways you wouldn't like feel for other characters in the MCU because you don't either get time for them to breathe or maybe the performance is good, but it's not as good as, you know, Florence Pugh. <laughs> she's just the standard. I'm sorry. Yes, she, she legit acted circles. I was like, oh my God, you're amazing. Like even the, like just even the pose joke, you're such a poser and like she did the action and like I I was sold I'm like girl you're putting so much into this I love you I love her she hits those comedy beats I don't I was so surprised like not surprised but I was like she could do it all wow yeah truly I mean but I think uh uh-huh go ahead go ahead I was just going to say, I just think this is going to walk away an underrated Marvel movie. Like, we're saying all these elements that all the other MCU movies are missing that they hit, but mm-hmm. nobody they're so subtle and no one's going to sit here and appreciate them, I don't think. They're yeah. too busy complaining about Taskmaster. By the way, I think we're going to get into spoilers, like full-on spoilers now, because I have something to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, I'm so <laughs> sick of everyone on Twitter being like, Taskmaster is the worst like MCU villain. I'm like, he's not even the – well, she's not even the villain of the movie. You guys are, like, actually insane if you guys are going to sit here and try and still say that Taskmaster was the villain of this movie because it ver- she very much wasn't. Dracov was the villain, and I think Dracov fit the story, and it didn't – it like served the story well i think yeah. that with like the entire like the themes that they're trying to like t- uh go into and mm-hmm. by the way i i do kind of have an issue with especially with setting the tone of the film with the opening credit scene and it being very dark and it doesn't feel like a surface level kind of way of like hinting at the themes of the film mm-hmm. um but then the film kind of just stays like surface level after that um not to say that i expected the like an mc movie to like be super dark like the opening credits is but like seeing that and then like having the change to the actual movie it felt kind of jarring but that's whatever uh (laughs) but yeah i i think drakov was actually like one of my favorite villains in the mcu he is good i you know what after hearing you say that i have to admit like i watched it and i was very excited for taskmaster because of what the character is capable of like in the suit he looks so sick and i love the fight sequences in the first half now that you say it i've noticed a pattern in phase four where they are keeping their their characters and their villains very contained to the universe that they've created in that film in that or that television show so it does make sense as to like why that reveal worked for Black Widow, I just feel like I I kind of wanted more from that character, but it's it's what it is at this point. And you're right; if we looked at Dracov as the villain instead of Taskmaster, then they did do the job. I feel like I could have done with maybe like one more action sequence with Taskmaster, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and dial like uh, I don't know, like another. I wanted her to talk more. I guess yeah. same, same. Yeah. I would have liked to have maybe I would have liked to have more time with her and Nat actually yeah 
something was like, missing. Like, to have an actual conversation. Yeah. It felt like that plot line was, like, resolved, like, very fast. Mm-hmm. Because you get the reveal, and then you have... And then she's gone, pretty much, the entire time that Nat is, like, getting, like, you know, the stuff from the computer. And that's, like, maybe, like, 15 minutes that she's gone after you get that reveal because she's all locked up. But then Nat goes and gets her, and even then, when, like, you're falling through the sky with, like, everyone, you have that moment with, like, Yelena, which we love, obviously. But, Mm -hmm. like taskmaster's just gone again and then you see her like again but then there's only like a two minute like action sequence and then they're on the ground and then she's dead (laughs) i think it was a good cop out if anything though because everybody thought oh my god it's gonna be taskmaster and then yeah drake and like people thought i thought rachel vice was gonna be taskmaster same too (laughs) i'll live for that by the way it would have been great i just think that maybe even the reveal for Taskmaster could have also been stronger if they really uh, took the human trafficking a bit more seriously throughout the film and kind of went deeper into the Red Room and we found out a bit more of that instead of keeping it at the surface and keeping it, like, family-friendly. I don't know. Maybe that could have worked a bit more. No, I, yeah. I agree 100% with, like, the just kind of staying surface with it, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's such a- Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just saying it's such an important issue that you could have addressed and then they just didn't do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Especially with, like, the potential with the mm-hmm. opening credit sequence. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. That opening I know. credit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> every single time that I've watched it, I've, like, almost cried watching the opening, like, credits. It's insane. It was so well done so well done it's i the, the other thing that too. Yeah, yeah the opening scene oh my god mm. little baby yelena and just the oh my god such a cutie i love it <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah, i like finds like the cutest kids honestly, honestly like even in wandavision i'm like oh my god these twins <laughs> they're, just, they're adorable they're adorable but i just i feel like i've seen her in something else though i want to say it's like the haunting of bly manor maybe wait i had to look it up too hold on hold on the girl with the blue hair? Not the blue hair. The other one. Oh. The one that played Yelena. I feel like I've seen her before. It's going to drive me up the wall. Oh, yeah. I mm. haven't. I don't think that I've seen her. I know that I've seen the girl with the blue hair and something, but I can't remember yeah, what it yeah. was. <laughs> um, but uh, I think we can kind of close Black Widow talk. Do you guys have anything else to say about the movie? Um, I'll be interested to see what kind of legacy it leaves going forward and like how the conversations Mm -hmm. go going forward. Um, it's, it's been kind of weird, you know, releasing a Marvel movie so late and simultaneously on Disney plus that the conversation has been kind of like stunted. Like I don't see as much of it as I usually would. Um, but I, I would hope that, uh, this movie would get more appreciation just because, not even just because it's like a female-led film. It's just I think it's one of the better Marvel films. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that it, maybe it's like a grower for people. Because mm-hmm. in perspective, it feels like the movie, like, I guess, like, if you look at it and it's like, well, the character's dead. So it's not really that important. But, like, once you actually watch the film, I mean, even, like, for me, I had that experience of being like, wow, I actually, like, do really care about this character. Um, so hopefully, you know, that it kind of grows on people over time. Yeah, same. Um, but I also wanted to really talk about just, like, the treatment of the female characters in the, in the MCU as a whole, especially since we're kind of moving forward with more female characters. Um which is a little nerve-wracking uh, because of how bad the MCU has tra- treated female characters uh, in the past. Uh, I, I wrote a list of, I guess, the most notable uh, female characters in the MCU. And looking at it, I'm like, wow. I think the only time that, you know, 100% the characters have been, you know, great representation and just, like, not sidelined um, and been actual characters is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Black Panther, far and away, is kind of the best that in women has been treated in the MCU, like, as a whole in a film. Because every single one of them is, in, like, an actual character and doesn't, like, play second fiddle to, like, anyone, really. I mean, Akoye is, like, 
top three characters for me in the MCU. Um, and I just wanted to ask you guys, like, maybe what you thought or what film you th- you think has handled women the best in the MCU as a whole, and uh, what what characters you're most excited to see in films or projects going forward. Obviously, we know like Elena. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Amanda. Um. I, you guys know how much of an Ant-Man fan that I, like, I am. And I do think that Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp really just, it was refreshing at the time to see her character and what they did with her character. And I was, like, so, so happy that the Wasp was, like, in the title card um, for uh, for the second film, just because that is the first, like, female character in marvel to actually have um their name like in the title uh so i was just really happy about that and i think evangeline lily was handled quite well in both films and i just love that she was teaching scott lang majority of the time of you know how to handle the suit and all of that so i thought she was great and uh i'm excited for the future to see how cassie lang is handled uh, I love that entire family so much. So yeah, for me, it's it's probably uh, it's hope for me. A group of cuties. That's what like the, all the Ant-Man movies are. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kayla, I also love the Wasp, but um, I'm I worship Valkyrie so much. Like, <gasps> yes. oh, she is my queen. And then not only that, like, let's I I love. Um, women's at women as villains too so like Kate Blanchett in that movie like god like I love was her was she the first I think she was the first uh female villain in the MCU really I think oh so. my god was was it was I it? think Holy so shit. when did when did Ant-Man and the Wasp come out because if that came out before Ragnarok that was 2018 Ragnarok was 2017 okay so then yeah she was the first one Oh that's my awesome. god, that's crazy! And I mean, she's like the bet, one of the best, better like ones. Mm-hmm. Like she just killed that, and oh my god, in that performance, they I... knew what they were doing when they got Kate <laughs> Blanchett. Honestly, yes. <laughs> oh my god, she so, killed it. I just, I just love that. I just love those characters so much. Me too. Uh, is there, is Yelena your, like, most anticipated, like, character going forward? Oh, uh, well, like, now, well, yeah, I'm, I'm building a heavy, like, I feel like we're really vibing, um, me and Yelena, but, uh, (laughs) I, I think Miss Marvel is the one Mm -hmm. that I'm most excited about because I just love, like, coming of age content is kind of my thing, um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with that, and I think she's, I think she's awesome. So, yeah. I'm really excited for Miss Marvel because even though I don't think that, you know, I'm the target demographic or I don't even think we are the target demographic. It seems like the show maybe will be catered more towards like, like 13 to 15 year olds. Um, and I think that's really cool that, you know, because I feel like within the MCU, there hasn't really been a project that's been targeted towards, you know, that kind of like age uh age group especially with like you know little girls so for miss marvel to like kind of be that the first one in the mcu i'm very excited to see like you know uh, them have their moment (laughs) (laughs) i mean i like that kind of content like i really liked babysitters club on netflix it was Um, so good sorry yeah (laughs) it's so good Right? So that's why I'm like, you know what? I don't even think it matters that it's, like, catered to, like, maybe a little bit younger than me. I think I'm still going to just, like, eat it up. Um, so. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think it's really cool that they're going to, like, finally have their moment, though. Because, like, yeah. it feels like that's, like, maybe the one place in the MCU that has kind of, like, a just nothing for that demographic. Well, even for like us, like we only had like Spider Man, and that was that's now where I feel like our generation is so attached to Spider Man, especially now because he's yeah. more our age, um, and it's the movie seemed more for us, um, and so I think I think I would like to see more of that, and that's why I'm liking that it's back in a school and stuff, um, but 
hopefully they would make more like in the same age range of like 13 to 18 year old like superheroes i think we need more of that in marvel i think that's why young avengers has like the potential to be like one of the most like successful things in the mcu mm-hmm. uh it seems like they're like certainly going that way with you know yelena uh kate bishop miss marvel um and in the twins in wandavision so i'm very excited to see what they do with that because it's i love what they've done with spider-man the mcu because it does feel like kind of like coming of age and like catered towards like teens um so if they could do that with like an Avengers squad, it would be so cool. Yes, I can't, the <laughs> the arguments are going to be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's definitely going to be like the weirdos online go woke, go broke, and I'm going to be like, shut up. I know the Avengers fighting are so like boomers about it. That's why I'm so sorry <laughs> to say, but sometimes when they argue, I'm like, you guys are so old. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be more than one woman in the team, and they're going to freak out. Because Nat has been the only one in, like, the, I guess, the main six for so long. Uh, And also, like, we're going to have, like, uh, Billy, who is gay in in the comics. Hopefully Marvel doesn't, you know, diminish that. Uh, It'd be terrible if they did. Um, So, yeah. Super exciting stuff coming up. I know. I'm, I can't wait. This is the most excited I've been about Marvel in a long time, honestly. Same. Since, like, in- Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it felt like at that time that maybe we wouldn't be excited for anything going forward because it felt like such the end of something so big. And I know a lot of people, like, still on Twitter who are like, yeah, the MCU, like, I don't really care about anything in it because Endgame is done. The Infinity War saga is over. But I'm like, how can you not be excited about all this stuff? Because it finally feels like, as much as I love, like, the Infinity Saga, it finally feels like Marvel is stepping out of their comfort zone. Yeah, I agree. Like, they're actually making qual... I oh my god I'm gonna sound so pretentious like they're making like quality movies you know like I I felt like in the beginning it's like hard obviously they got to make these like push out these like block fun blockbusters and now since they have like they know that enough people are gonna see it no matter what they can be more inventive about it artistic Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. yeah and it seems like they're more confident than ever, too. I mean, Kevin Feige is literally, like, so confident in Eternals, like, winning Best Picture. <laughs> um, really? Just, let's oh, do it. Have you not seen <laughs> what he's said about Eternals? No. He is, like, all in. He's like, Eternals is going to win Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually die. I can't wait to see Eternals. I am, like, beyond excited for Eternals. It's going to be amazing. That trailer was everything. I don't care what people say. <laughs> Can you believe that people watched that trailer and was like, eh? What? Oh, girl. No. I know, right? I no, swear. Like, I, there are people Dwayne, that like, yeah. Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. People are wa- looking for the wrong things in the, like, the Shang-Chi trailer for me. I think that trailer is awful. Like, it just makes it look, that movie looks so dull. <gasps> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not about Yo, you just you just stabbed me in the heart right there. Oh my god! I like the so ending line that. when she's like, "What's your name?" or something. I'm like, "Are you?" This trailer is so like no, like, but the Eternals trailer that it just beauty, beauty, excitement. You know, yeah. I I can't wait for Chloe Zhao to just like end every other comic book movie. Honestly. Literally, like, I don't even first... want to know about the controversy with that one afterwards. But that's a different. Oh story. man, <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be some because Fast Us is a gay character. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And they're definitely gonna claim "Go woke, go broke." That's your favorite thing to say. I hate whoever invented that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like geeks and gamers or something. So, uh, did you guys, like, have any other characters that you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, not, I, I don't know. I know, right? This is, this is like, how it be because, you know, Marvel doesn't really cater 
<laughs> to us. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I think that for a long time, I did not feel any attachment to most of the any of the characters in Marvel. Like I liked some of them, but there was no like real attachment there. And I can see going forward me having like actual attachments to characters, which is so exciting for me. Um, Cause I just want to like, I've been just wanting to join the club because everybody else is so excited. Uh, I don't feel like that same excitement. Oh my God, there's sirens. I'm so sorry, but I don't feel that same excitement because there's not like the same attachments for me. And now I can, now I can join the club and be excited. So I'm excited. <laughs> Amanda? Yeah, I mean, I echo the exact same sentiments as Kayla. Like, I'm I'm pumped. And, like, the thing is, is that there are some characters that it took, like, hypothetically, like, obviously I'm excited for Captain America. That's just me. But there are some characters that have been uh, sidelined in other Marvel movies that are going to get their actual spotlight now. Like, we've seen, like, with WandaVision and, and now with Loki, we, we, they get the spotlight. So... If we can continue pushing forward with those characters and then the new characters that their world kind of creates and brings forth, then like this can go on for an eternity. <laughs> and uh, I'm just excited to see what they're going to do, what Loki is going to create for the rest of the MCU because the show is super important. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see Hawkeye now because of Florence Pugh. <laughs> and uh, it's it's going to be great. <laughs> if you take anything away from this podcast, take away that Florence Pugh is just that girl. <laughs> we love her. She is. We yes. love her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Amanda, do you want to plug what you got going on in your channel and your Twitter? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, this was so much fun. I love you guys. I love talking to you guys. Um, you guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my YouTube channel, Candid Cinema. I have my Black Widow review up and my Loki reviews up. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com. I will have my Fear Street 1966 review up on Friday. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Kayla, if you want to talk about what you have going on on Horror in Session and your Twitter yeah, I'm at Kayla, K-A-I-L-A underscore run on Twitter. And then my podcast is Horror in Session on Twitter. Um, we're taking a little break right now, but we'll be back doing all of Brandon, I mean, David Cronenberg's um, filmography. Um, and then I have an article coming out on FilmCred this Friday. So look out for that. Love that. Uh, thank you guys for being on here. I love you guys. I always love talking to you guys. Um, and then you can find me at Rejected Hannah on Twitter and also on the Cinemania Live show. And also you can check out Robert Podcastson, which is a podcast I have with my friend Kenzie about Robert Pattinson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hopefully we get to do another Female Gaze episode soon. We don't have as big of a gap as the last one. Uh, have a nice day. Bye.